radio. It it's really just, is. It's really just another reason to I think party, the, I dress think the up. Pressure, maybe. The pressure of finding something to do on that night is greater than like th- than going out and actually just doing something. You know what I mean? Like you build it up in your head where it's like, and you, oh, you feel, do, and you feel like I'm a fucking loser if I do nothing but stay at home on on New Year's Eve. And now it's, it's to the point where everyone's like, "What'd you do?" I was like, "Nothing," and I'm proud to say, "Nothing." I did fucking nothing. It's, and it felt good. It, it, Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. <laughs> Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And it's the first time I get to say that in 2022. That is 2020 T-O-O as the memes as the memes are putting out there because it's 2020 also. It just it does it like it's probably one of the most accurate memes I've ever seen because it does just feel like we've been living 2020 for <laughs> for years. I mean, last year for 2021, the meme the meme was people people rip off uh, December 31st and you're expecting to see January 1st, 2021, and it just says December 32nd, <laughs> right, in 2020, because yep. it just felt like 20, 2020 has never ended. We're still in a pandemic. We're still, uh, you know, getting not, I don't say lackluster movies, but the, the, the theater system is not healthy still. I wouldn't say it's it's back, you know. It's not back, baby. It's just it's Only just there. if you're Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm still watching movies at home and enjoying doing that. It feels exactly the same. It feels exactly the same. And I think this this coming year is going to be more of the same, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, we're getting used to it. It is what it is. You just have to make the most of your time. Yeah, exactly. So, look, this week, uh, this is kind of like, we're just going to call this a review blitz. Because that's exactly what me and Jay are going to be doing. Me and Jay probably caught up on a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of sure. new stuff. And there's a bunch of other stuff that we've either been waiting for it to come out. Because we wanted, we wanted to mm-hmm. review this stuff before doing our top five lists. Because next week is going to be our top five. Uh, each we're doing our top five of 2021, and 2021, as far as like movies go, it's fine. You know, fine, solid, better than 2020. Nothing wildly fantastic. No, no. I mean, when I went back and started looking at stuff, and I was like, oh, that's right, I reviewed that. That was all right. I reviewed that. That was pretty good. Like. It, it's almost that's like that's why I have to keep it great. Do you, do you remember like do you remember like I think it was 2018 or 2019? It was like an embarrassment of riches for like what we were going to put on our list. Like it was hard because you had to ax some stuff that you really fucking loved. This time I'm just like, how much did I like that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I liked it, but it was like top five like it, and it's like, but I don't really have much of a choice because it was it was fine. There was there was a bunch of movies that I really liked, and but it's like. Did I love them as much as well, I love some movies in the past? Sure, and it's also kind of interesting because I do think that some was, um, like some was there gra- a sleeper movies, hit? Well, right, so there's some there's some movies I think that I graded per se like a B or B plus. Yeah, that will perhaps even go into my top five because I just think I liked it more. I like or it. I think it had yeah. more watchability. Exactly, and it's not you know maybe an A caliber movie like where I w- would have something else, but not on my top five because it just doesn't have that playability. Yeah. Yeah, or exactly. like factor. But it's just as what it is. It's a weird year. There's a lot of I saw a ton of shit this year. But again, like I was telling Dave in pre roll, this has just been a f- rather flat year. I mean, overall with movies. I mean solid, but nothing solid. Yeah. Blew me away. Like nothing I, really blew me away. I liken it to a poop. 
So, so it's like you know, you, you you know, like you have those you ha- you have those shits, you have those dumps where you're just where where you get you sit down and it it's a slow start, but by the time you're done, you feel completely evacuated and you're just like, oh, fucking yes. And then you go to wipe and you're like, nothing on it. Ghost wipe, nice. <laughs> and then you look at the bowl and you're like, that's a solid twelve incher. And you're like, what a banner fucking shit. That was yeah. great. How do I? It was great. How do I, I do this ready again? To go, I'm gonna go run a fucking mile because I feel that light. Yeah. I just feel so much better. This year was was more like a you know, semi solid. Had to wipe two or three times. Nothing to write home about. You played on your phone a little bit. You don't even remember what you did. Maybe you did a couple of levels in the game that you that you kill your time with, or you watched a little bit of TikTok. And now you're just left with shame and unproductivity that you feel uh after you just wasted a bunch of time <laughs> doing something that amounted to, to nothing or shit so yeah oh yeah that's that was 2021 in movies that's that, 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 that that's a that's my metaphor i mean we could have likened it to it to a bad bj but honestly i don't think there's really like such a thing not exactly unless you get bit or cut during it you know, i think you're fine Oh, my balls. I think those are always solid. There's, there's pleasure to be had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. So uh, we're going to be doing this like review blitz here because there's so much shit to talk about. So I want to start off with, with some TV stuff, um, you know, wrapping up the this year and like television, some of the stuff that we wrapped up with. Oh, yeah. Then we'll move into some of the movies that we saw this week. And we're going to wrap everything up at the end with our with our big review, which is going to be for Matrix Resurrection. So... Without any further delay, since we got so much to do, to pack into this one episode. And unpack. And unpack. (laughs) And fudge pack. (laughs) What are you watching? What are you watching? What are we watching? He's trying to watch some illegal channels. Oh, he's watching. No, 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 go past this. Past this part. In fact, never play this again. All right, Jay, TV-wise, what are you watching? What did you, what, what, you get down to watching? I know you said you had to wrap up a few things and you had some TV shows you wanted to talk about. Sure, yeah. Um, season three of Succession on HBO still Here it's great. reigns as probably the best show on TV. That's what um, my aunt says, and I trust her I trust her opinion on television. It just still surprises me so, every single time how I have not able watched, to do it. I have not watched a single season of that, but now that the third season's done stuff, I... I have and time. literally I'm, I'm every season up. is fantastic. Yeah, so. I think I'm going to catch up. I think I want to watch that show. So I love it, and it, it's just so fucking good. <laughs> I, I was really happy about that, and uh, and again with the great season two. Um, again, continues with its great success of humor and audacity, and just <laughs> complete irreverence. Uh, irreverence. The uh, audacity with, to be audacious. It's it's, fin- it's just fantastically right. fun, and that's on Hulu. And then yes. um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. My boy Larry David, he's back again with another season. Dude, he, it's a solid season. Does Larry just work when he's like, I want to work? That's exactly what he does. Because he took almost 10 years off from the that's show, exactly came back for a season, and now it's been like, I think, like three years since that, or two years. I think two years. He has and he's an, back now. He has an open ended. Like he does, HBO gives him the green light to do whatever he wants. Does he have to like come up with? Does he just call them up when he's like, "All right, I've had like three years of neurotic stories built up, and I'm ready to, I'm ready to do it." Kind of. I think he's ready to inspired. You can see every season for the most part is the same kind of characters. Yeah, it's all his buddies. You know, they kind of come back. Vince Vaughn was a new addition that was like a semi regular. He always has someone come in. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. Like John Hamm, I think was like the previous yeah, year. This, yeah. this year, it's kind of like Vince Vaughn. I think like JB Smooth's been in there. Vivica, oh Fox, yeah, he's still like, very he's, much involved. He's he's got so many so many great there's guest a, stars. There's a lot of it. it's just it's just a fun. 
easy show yeah. and it just puts a smile on your face. Did you ever see the interview with Jason Alexander where he was talking about Seinfeld and stuff like that and he had to go meet with Larry David and was having a conversation with Larry David and like he realized that Larry David is like he always thought it was kind of like an act and stuff like that and he realized that no this is who Larry David is and then Larry David was like kind of telling him a story and he goes wait a minute that's one of the scripts and he's like yeah and he's oh my George is based off of Larry David. <laughs> like, George realized that like he is, he's playing Larry David. And he said like that was kind of like a revelation for him since he knew Larry David personally. Yeah. He he complete he didn't completely change how he was playing George, but now he had a better direction of how to play George. And I think that sure. was somewhere around season two or three. And that's when George, like when Jason Alexander really takes off as George right. in this Seinfeld it's, series. It's, he just knows how to enunciate. Yeah. And 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 um stress out and have anxiety kind of trips where you know, I was that, in the pool. Yeah, things, that's what I'm saying. Like things like that, he knows how to deliver exactly. And and Larry does as well. And and you know, it's a heightened characterization of himself. Um, you know, but it's it, again kind of like our, us, you know, on our show. But but <laughs> not like degree. but not like too heightened. Like correct. But like Jason, I, it's so funny because you 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 get it when you watch Seinfeld and you kind of think about that. And right. It's like oh, I see it, but it's definitely a different yeah take. Different. Gotcha. But it's so fun. I love the show. And then obviously we'll talk about uh, Hawkeye when you want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm actually going to jump into that right now. We'll just jump into Hawkeye sure. right now. The Roman running around the city. An Avenger has taken an outsized interest in our operations. And the Bishop woman, she thinks that she can quit her job as if she works for Goldman Sachs. What will we do about it? The people need to be reminded that the city belongs to me. Hawkeye, while I... While I liked the setup and stuff like that, I think I was ultimately let down by the last episode. I think I think they shot their wad on, in episode five with their big reveal of the fat man dressed in white, carries a cane, being 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 <laughs> being shown. Um, I thought his, I, you know, I, it's fine. Look, statute of limitations, I think, is up. This is going to be full spoilers for for Hawkeye, so that we can talk about yes. it. Skip ahead. Uh, let's let's just say skip ahead three minutes. We'll give it. We'll, Skip ahead five minutes. Skip ahead five minutes. Okay. So uh, they, they reveal that it's that it's Wilson Fisk uh, behind everything. I think I think everyone had sussed that out. You know, at, at a certain point, I figured it out uh, in episode four when it said Fat Man Motors, and I was like, definitely, definitely Wilson Fisk coming back. Um, and I, I think we talked about that a little bit. And I, I think I think the ending was was fine. Um, I liked Kate Bishop's fight with the Kingpin and stuff like that. I liked mm. the way that all went. I think like by the time we were at the end, though. I it felt like it had no great impact on even the character of Hawkeye himself. Mm-hmm. You know, I I feel like he already came. It's more out. about Kate Bishop's and that's uh, fine. World. I, I, I want to know say. more about Kate Bishop. But by the end, she's just been brought into Hawkeye's world. Right? It didn't. It, it didn't change. It didn't right. change him all that much. Right. He had already come out on the other end of the Ronin stuff. Uh, was making amends for it and stuff like that. If anything, this time it was just him protecting his ass. Yeah, yeah, and then also, you know, loose ends with, but also Fiona, you know, also realizing that his wife, his wife, who who had been playing, uh, you know, essentially Hawkeye's guy in the chair all the way from their farm and stuff like that. You find out that that the watch was hers, and it's her retirement watch from Shield, and that she was a Shield agent, and the 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 implication is that she was Mockingbird. Mockingbird was that was. 
they were married in the comic books Interesting. and stuff like that. That's a nice little yeah. tidbit. Because yeah, I, I was wondering, I was going to ask her you about na- her that. Her name was Bobby in the comics. I, I, I was so, like, oh, a vintage Rolex with the shield on the back exactly. of, the, of the watch. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I didn't know that. So he was protecting, so her, he was protecting her identity Correct. by getting it back. So I, I, I thought that was a nice little tie. It was a nice little wink and nod and stuff like that. You don't have to do anything with that. She never has to suit up. She doesn't have to no. be a superhero. It's, it's, it's just... It's, it's an Easter egg for fans. Right, right. For those people who watch the comic books, it's like, uh-huh, okay, so I always wondered, you know, where the Mockingbird thing was going to come in, and it comes in. Um, and also, like, just how she's always been so poignant and yeah. cool, you know? But the weird thing is, like, while I really enjoyed Kate Bishop, I thought she was great. I thought she had some great heroic moments, and I thought she had some real, you know... Uh, Come the Thanos moments too. Instead of come to Jesus, we'll just say come the Thanos. That's <laughs> godlike character. Come the Thor uh, moments where like she she really like showed Hawkeye like what it meant to be a hero as well, right? Like Hawkeye always thought just doing the right thing and 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 beating up the bad guys was was, was all he needed to do. He's a weapon that you point at something mm-hmm. when you want it to when you need it to go away, and that's how he always saw himself. But she told him like, no, nah, it's it's branding. It's your character. It's who you are. It's what you're meant to be. Yep. So like I I, I like that aspect of it too. But you know, by the time it's it's all done, I just felt like episode six was just like a rush to finish. It was just like we're we're rushing to finish it. We got more Yelena Belova, which I love because I think Florence Pugh is fantastic in that role. I love it. She really is, and and that was a lot. That that was a lot of to unpack with her character. Surprisingly, with. Hawkeye, and also some fun yeah, it was moments a lot to, with... It was a lot to unpack, almost like they rushed unpacking it towards the end. Mm. The whole fight on the ice where he just like, he's like, I right, just listen, and here's what happened. And she goes, oh, you must be telling truth. It's like, he tried to tell you two other times. Why, know, why all of a sudden doesn't work now? I know. It makes no sense. Get the fuck out of here. Just did the teardrop. He's yeah. Not, he's not fighting back. I don't know. Something, it, you know, it, I, I don't know. It, it was, again... A lot in that episode. And I will unpacked I, a lot. I will say shit. it was fantastic to uh, to see him. Uh, like wh- where I thought it was a little cheesy the first time, shooting the Pim arrow and 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 making making the arrow real big and it falls through the bridge and stuff like that. For some reason, I thought that was cheesy. This time oh. around, when the uh, when when the trust a bro truck is jumping at him and they hit it with the pin <laughs> and it turns small and then he out takes it away. And I was like, that's horrible. That's horrifying. That is horrifying. <laughs> I thought hilarious. about. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's great. It's not that great. Why? I shrunk the kids. What? Threw them out with the trash. That's fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine that? There's like a whole truckload of dudes in there. <laughs> now, like miniaturized, probably getting eaten alive, whole. So, so, like, it's it's not like Hawkeye was an <laughs> unenjoyable show by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't. It just wasn't fantastic, and it reminds me of Falcon Winter Soldier, where it's like I love the setup through Falcon Winter Soldier. I love the character progression that it gave Sam Sam Wilson, and I love the, the character proge- progression that it gave. That do you think it was it poor writing and stuff like or that? direction? A little bit of both, or show running? Honestly, you know, something I think like that. I think the six episodes is what's like throwing things off. Yeah, because we we, we spend so much time. But don't you think that's a trend that they're they've been doing a lot, where they do this? Yeah, and then they just dump everything well, on. I think like, all this stuff episode. had already been written and stuff like that, and like so, I don't know if anyone writing these is is. It's like they're doing this on purpose. It's just the pacing is like way off because like everything leading up, including episode five, all felt like setup, and then you know you expect to take some time to unravel this tapestry that you've weaved, and instead it's just like someone just pulls one string and it all just comes unraveled. Mm. It's all done, you know, yeah. like a bad Christmas yeah. sweater. So it's you know by, by the time it's all done and over with, I was just like, yeah, okay. 
What's I don't next? Know, I still don't know What's how to. Next? I don't know how to rank the series as yet. I, I'm not there. Yeah, but it reminds but, me a lot of like Falcon Winter Soldier. It's like I like some people really like it though. No, it's it, there's nothing to not like. It's just that it's not that. Strong. And also have uh, a, a more fan favorite for Hawkeye as a character as well within you know the Avengers. I guess you can say. I mean, it, it gives us a little bit more to just because go he's off so much more them. humanized, or yeah. maybe it's like the adults kind of get into him a little bit more. Maybe not no, so definitely. Much. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, very relatable. I'm not going to give it a score, but I mean, I, when I say it's a letdown, what I mean is just like it's fine. And that end credit scene, man. I know we're over our five minutes now, so we're back into non-spoiler. But like, what a waste of an end credit scene. Like, did I think it was funny? Yeah, and stuff like that. But like, really, the end credit scene held no weight towards the series at all. It teased nothing to come in the future. It just came and it went, and I was like, okay, that's it. So. That's it. Wrap wrap it up, Hawkeye. Uh, it's 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 probably my least favorite of the Marvel series. Oh, yeah, that's a statement. Yeah, it's probably my least favorite of the of the Disney Plus Marvel series. Uh, I guess. Huh. I guess you know. Let's. Uh, I'll rank them. I think. Uh, I think. I think Loki's number one. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Wow. WandaVision. Hawkeye. Uh, and and I, I would throw What If uh, right in there. Probably above WandaVision. I'd throw What If in there above WandaVision because I had a lot of fun with What If. Yeah. And now a- after you see the trailer for, for Multiverse of Madness and you see the evil version of Doctor sure. Strange, Super Strange or whatever he is from, from What If in there, it's like, oh, What If actually has some consequences, actually has some, some, some staying power in the MCU. So it's not, it's not just a flash in the pan, not just nine episodes of all these alter stories, and that's the only place they're going to exist. They're bringing some of them into the MCU proper now. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm trying to see. Mm, boy, yeah. If I had a grade, I think I would actually go with WandaVision. Is your highest Loki, Falcon, Winter Soldier, or I, they could flip flop. Two and three, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of goes back and forth. Well, let's. Um, Let's uh let's move on. I I got another TV thing that I watched. This is on HBO Max. I just like to reminisce. I got to see the Harry Potter 20th anniversary. After all this time. Always. Special. Oh yeah, that's all you, buddy. It was it was good. It, it's you know, I mean, don't, it's nothing fantastic. So, it's just what, what 90 was it, minutes. by the way? It was just kind of like the characters. Just 90, I mean, I'm sorry, the actors kind of re- just ninety minutes of Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson, and and yeah. Rupert Grant getting Nostalgia, back together with people. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and talking and and they go through the movie series and they they, they talk about kind of like each film and like moments that they were in and stuff like that. But pretty much the entire surviving cast is back. They have a nice in memoriam for people and stuff like that. It's like it's like a must watch if you're like a huge potter fan but like if if you're not like you you don't need to go back it's not going to be nostalgic for you but like for me and lauren like it's extremely nostalgic and it's and it's a good watch um and then jay finally uh the last tv show that i watched is uh book of boba fett part one so we're gonna get to do my our impressions on that um, but Book of Boba Fett, uh, how do I put it, man? I'm excited for the rest of the season because everything we saw in all those all those trailers was all in episode one. I haven't one. seen it yet. so It's all in episode one. That's it. It's all in episode one. I like everything that. else from here, yeah. 
we haven't seen footage for. And according to Robert Rodriguez, who's pretty much the main director on on this entire series, he was like, Any, if we showed you anything else, it's it's going to be too much spoilers hmm. for for us. So, like, we only did a trailer for what's in the beginning. And like, no, it's it. smart. I mean, you know. You're, you're able to get a, get away with that if you have a good episode one. They you did can, it. You can do that. That's the problem. It's not a good episode. Oh, it's okay. not bad. It's just not strong. Like Hawkeye, it's just it just is. It's just it's just all set up there. And there's a few letdowns in it because uh, you know there's you, you. So let me ask you: Did they just drop? I thought they dropped multiple episodes. No, just the first episode right now. Oh, just I thought the they did episode. like I thought they did like the first two or first. No, three. they did it with Hawkeye. But not with this. Hmm. So, but it was. Uh, that's not. That's not the smartest move no, if they so, have a weak first episode. So, like, I mean, uh, you have a flashback to how he escaped from the Sarlacc pit and stuff like that, and the way it, the, that story's been told in comic books and in movies. Jay, I literally have a a figurine right there of how Boba Fett escaped from from the Sarlacc pit, and it's a massive explosion with him firing a gun down into it and stuff like that. He's he's using his jetpack in this. It is. Almost like a cutaway, like he's he he's trapped, and then he uses his flamethrower, and then it fades to black, and we just see him crawling out, and that's it. And I was like, wow, wow. Ever since they brought Boba Fett back, I was like, man, how are they going to do him escaping from the Sarlacc pit? Yeah, they're going to do it dirty. That's how they're going to do it. It was just, it was just awful. I mean, it's 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 implied that it's really cool, but they don't show you that it's really cool. And then, like, it, it spends the entire rest of the episode mm-hmm. just kind of like setting up him in his new position as this crime boss, do. and him doing him doing flashbacks about how he survived in the Tatooine desert and stuff like that. While after he escaped from the Sarlacc pit, you know the trials and tribulations that he went through there, and you know, I was just like, okay, uh, they did nothing to intrigue me for what's to come. They didn't set up any any great any any great you know foil or bad guy he gets attacked in the streets at one point but it's not like we followed them back and figured out who their who the assailant was who hired them who sent them like where we're going no big tease of like the other bounty hunters that we've all come to know so well dengar uh bosk ig88 none of that stuff like none of that stuff was was set up at all it's just it it, and it ends in a way where it's like yeah sure boba fett's triumphant and stuff like that but also I'm not I'm not excited for anything else to come for it after this. Like if they were like this is a one off, this is how he escaped from the Sarlacc pit and there you go. Surprising that they did that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm not saying like it's a let down. I'm just saying it's 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 not it's it didn't pick me up. You know what I mean? Mm. So I'm I'm very hopeful for the rest <laughs> of the for the rest of the series. I really am. I hope the rest of the series really brings it home. But I think I think it's opening the way it started was just kind of like meh. You know, by the time I was done, it was just meh. M E H. Meh. Maybe we should start having our expectations be a little bit more meh. Yeah. Too heightened. I, I guess. think so. I think so. Jay, did you have uh, anything else on TV wise? Not TV wise. That's it. All right, man. Then. Uh, let's let's just start running into some reviews. What movies you got for uh, for reviews? Here? Uh, really quick, some uh, two of my lesser uh, liked films that were indies. Wolf is a C minus for me. Had a great idea um, as far as like you know this fucking treatment facility hosting people who think that they're animals, various animals like you know a squirrel, a horse, a wolf, you know like things like that. A real a real actor showcase, huh? Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of you know young. 
European actors. I would doing I would it. love to see like Harvey Keitel. Just it's be interesting. Like, I'm a squirrel. But it, 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 it ends up going nowhere, and it has no satisfaction of an ending whatsoever. But for me, that was just an interesting, quirky film that I was intrigued by to see how they were going to pull it off. And they, they tried. I don't know why. You they said, try. Like, like you're, you're telling me that it's <laughs> – this is what I'm picturing in my head. Everyone thinks they're an animal, right? So it's like Jungle Book, but we stripped the CGI away. It's Christopher Walken playing an orangutan. It's Bill Murray playing a bear. It's – you know what I mean? You're not far off. It's Idris Alba as a tiger <laughs> and just walking it's, around. It's all parents just trying, to, like, wanting them to become normal. You know? <laughs> okay. Like, you know, the, it's it's a real it's a real thing. Apparently, you know, people do have that. Okay. Part of I don't know. I don't know. It's very bizarre. I but just it, pictured it was, a guy just being like, "I'm a wolf. I'm a wolf. God damn it!" And the doctor's like, "Sure, you are. Yes, you're. Of course, you are. How with the moon?" <laughs> and I, I think a movie that you you probably will get to at some point. I think it's on streaming right now on Hulu, I believe. Silent Night, uh, stars Kira Knightley, Matthew Goods in it, and stuff like that. It's a you, little... lo- you lost me at Kira Knightley. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> so it's essentially based on one night. It's the Christmas Eve, but at the same time, there's this worldwide death. Uh, happening. Oh, we almost watched that. Yes, we, me and Lauren almost like, watched it. Air, it's something in the air, so it's moving around the world, and it's just killing everybody and everything. Now, there's a a, a, a painless feel- pill that you're able to take, so you don't suffer if you do inhale. Oh, okay. This. So it's essentially like they're just trying to get together with friends and family, enjoy their and last just, night, and, and then take wait, the pill and kill themselves. Wait for the noxious cloud to come. Well. And then take the pill before you have to suffer. Okay. So you, you essentially you're killing yourselves, but you're not torturing yourselves from dying from this poisonous air. Please tell me the end credits roll to, there was something in the air that night. <laughs> the stars were bright. Fernando. No, it, <laughs> it, it's a little it, bit of ABBA. It, it, it was um, a lot of hit or miss story threads and dramatic moments within, you know, the house and so, things like that but i mean i guess it's like an interesting concept had, to have like your characters this had a very, going through the motions oh, of under of, of their last it's essentially when they know it's their last night alive but you'll but, get a kick at the very end though okay i think all right but uh it, it, it just didn't quite land for me okay um but those are the first two movies i'll talk about you can get into a couple things that you saw right now yeah so uh me and logan watched Encanto on uh on on disney plus uh this came out a couple uh, three months ago it's now on disney plus uh she wanted me to take her to the theaters to see it i at the time i still wasn't ready to go to the theaters and stuff like that especially with a, a child who at the time was unvaccinated but you know so so we watched it she really loved it she she loved it a lot i really liked the music i think the music was fantastic and i think the story is a little bit of a letdown but there is still like a message in there um Especially when it comes to like an older generation and their influence on a younger generation and stuff like that. And the type of pressures that as as parents we can put on our children without even realizing that we're doing it. You know, we we, we take so much of what we've learned and our experiences that, that we've that we've done as an uh, you know, becoming an adult and we, we wanna do everything we can to stop our children from making the same mistakes or to, to be like this or to be like that because that's what we expect of them. And th- that's essentially the 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 heart of the story is sometimes you just have to step back and let them be who they sure, who they want to sure. be um and you know it, it's done in a, in a really in a really wonderful way i think the movie was gorgeous i think it's wonderfully voice acted um and it, it's it's a great watch 
to have with your kids. And I think like adults take away what I took away from it. But for kids, it's just watching a, a family of of people who all have like superpowers and stuff like that. And, and you know, you take the perspective of the outsider, the one who grew up without having it. And I think every kid can relate to being an outsider at one point or another. So that, that that's what the kids get to take away from it as well. Um, I, I still thoroughly enjoyed it. I just didn't think it was like all that, all that strong, you know, especially when you compare it to something like, like Moana, you know, which was obviously like fantastic. So, you know, it's, it's Disney studios, not Pixar. So, like I, I would say Luca, which came out earlier the, earlier in 2021, is probably probably a superior uh, animated film. Uh, a, a way better animated film was Mitchell's versus the Machines, and I might talk about that next week during our top fives. But Encanto is a good watch for 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 a family, so I I certainly had some fun with it. Okay, yeah. So um, Come On, Come On was a Mike Mills film. He he previously has done Beginners, and this stars Joaquin Phoenix. Come on, um, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's shot in black and white. Didn't need to be. It's a character study about him kind of being like a somewhat half ass reporter for like a PBS type of program. Okay. You know, interviewing kids and various subjects. And he's essentially babysitting his nephew, who's kind of on the spectrum. Oh my god, you I know? just thought of a Jay's indie corner for and, this. <laughs> and it fits you perfectly because it's called Come On, Come On. Oh, of course. <laughs> and it's a guy with kids, and you know how much you love your, your pedophilia in indie movies. Oh, I, There's nothing to get into with this one, though. It's, it's such an underwhelming movie. Jay loves his pedophilia indie movies. Oh, I do. <laughs> Anytime someone underage is such getting Such a sucker burned. for it. Yeah. <laughs> but come on, come on. It's not really worth your time. Not really worth no, it. it. It's, it's solid. They they have a really good. My God, is that part. the word? Is that the word of twenty twenty one? It's a B for me. It's a B. It's a solid, solid B. It's well performed. It's you know you're essentially seeing the struggles of like Joaquin Phoenix's character realize how hard it is to be a parent, and especially with a challenging kid. You know, in New York City, where if he wants to be a little bratty and like you know hide, so he freaks out thinking that he lost the fucking kid. You know, like just for shits and giggles. Like you just see the. The, the 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 perils and the trauma and the Fuck, fear I, of being a parent. <laughs> you, know? you also you also realize that you hate kids that aren't your own. So, well, yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, so this is one that I would say kind of like let me down. It was on it was on Apple Apple Plus or Apple TV Plus. Sure. Uh, Swan Song with Mahershala Ali. Okay. He yeah, I still is, haven't seen it. He is awesome in it. Mahershala Ali is absolutely fan fucking tastic in the movie because. He's just a fucking actor's actor, man. Like, he can chew up any scenery that you want him to chew up. It seemed like it was going to be that kind of movie. He's so fucking good. Where he had a lot to really chew on, but... The story does... Oh, and Aquafina was great in it, too. Uh, But the story does a lot to set you up for this. It's about a guy who is terminally ill, and his oncologist is doing some, uh, let's say, some experimental type of, uh, of, of treatment. And what the treatment winds up being is... It clones you, and your clone has all of your same experiences up until the day they were switched on, and then they would they go on from there, and you will die at the facility, but your clone will go on. So essentially, you are going on, but it's not your same consciousness going on. It was you. It's kind of like a Black Mirror yeah, movie. It was you up until the point that it was switched on. But once it go, once it leaves the facility, it, it's no longer you after that. And and they they have some some real like cool moments where like he's coming face to face with his own. That copy. Mi- oh, that Michael Mann movie. 
with you and um, the island. Cause I'm an island boy and I've been trying to make. Oh, I'm an island boy. It's kind of like but that. that, but that was different. They they were being cloned to farm their organs and stuff like that. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 that's not this. This person is is you, and then they're going to take over your life. Your family will never know that you died. Mm. You will just go on, and the flaw that gave you the terminal illness has been taken out of that of, out of that person. Sure. So it, there, there's 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 a lot of cool moments because like of but course the soul of course there. the well. I don't, they don't even get into that. They don't okay, even get into okay, that. Okay. It's it's definitely probably more of an atheist type movie. Okay. There is no soul. Okay. But he does go on. But you know, it, it's it's him coming face to face with himself, coming to grips with his own death, coming to grips with the fact that like this person will experience everything for his, for his family's life that he will not get to experience. So there's like a resentment there and stuff like that. And they add like this this sci fi thriller element to it, where you're you're. You're thinking it's going to go one way, and instead, the way it winds up going is just kind of like a a swan song. It's kind of like just getting to follow someone going on their last night. I was expecting it to go down a thriller line, and it stayed melodramatic. And it's just stayed melodramatic the yeah. entire time. And the problem with that is, it, it means that there's no third act change. There's no there, there's no shift. There's no ramp up in tone. If you're you're waiting and waiting, and then it just ends, it, and then it just ends. <laughs> And then it just ends. Yeah, I, you know, some yeah, yeah, you have to have a really strong It's good. It's a good concept. It's 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 wonderfully acted. It's beautifully mm. shot. It's just it's it, but after a certain point like because it's, it's long. It's it's 2 hours, but I mean yeah. like the the thing about I think it's maybe it might even be closer to 90 minutes, but the the thing that gets me about it is like I I I'm like I'm worn out. You're of, expecting more. I'm 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 worn out on on just feeling sad the entire time. You know what I mean? I was expecting it. They really set it up that there's something wrong, you know, with what's going on, and it it never comes to fruition. It just it was all in his head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and then it just ends, and then it just ends. So like, it, Swan Song is not anything you need to check out. It's, it's if you have Apple, it's not. So, but like, okay, watch it. I suppose if you get the chance, okay. just to watch Mahershala Ali be awesome. Yeah, that's what he's good at. Uh, Nightmare Alley. I was able to see uh, the latest from Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, hit or miss with that guy, right? It is. It is. I think this one is a hit. Um, I think some people think it's kind of middle of the road for uh, for Guillermo. But like for me, I thought this was really. I hear a lot of people comparing it to Crimson Crimson Peak. Which was like his PG thirteen like I uh, think most people would say this is better gothic horror. It's a it's a wildly it's kind of a two parter about right. this movie in a lot of ways, but it's a wildly ensemble. But film. like the Shape of Water was a fucking masterpiece. So oh, and I was it's uh, kind it's kind of hard to come back after sure. after that. And it's well acted. It's very noir. Um, it really has you follow an unlikable character, a, a mysterious character played by Bradley Cooper. Well, scale of one to ten, how many fish person sex scenes are there? Not many, not executed that well. Well, then, then, <laughs> then, then it's not. Then, then it just won't beat Shape of Water. No, 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 no. I know, I know. It's if so I true, can't but... walk out of this movie theater having a conversation with my friend about like how did the fish person and her get it on, I don't know. <laughs> if we can't have that conversation, then I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but it, it really does follow very much on the world of old world circuses and just quirky humans and have the quirky kind of talents to be okay. manipulative, uh, manipulative, especially him, Bradley Cooper's character, because he's just I love how you screwed up manipulative and it almost sounded like you went, Menomina! Menomina! He's very ambitious and he just soaks up all this information and and tricks of the trades 
from working at this at this uh you know this this traveling circus okay as a carny and and he kind of becomes very very rich in the city kind of playing up his role and his fucking powers of manipulating people and making money off of it okay all right and it gets into a more twisted fate when he becomes closer with Kate Blanchett's character when she comes into the mix later on in the film. And but, then this this takes place in the past, right? Like, yeah, like the 30s, 40s, something right, like so that. Right, so I was wondering, like, does he goes and becomes a rich businessman and then all of a sudden it's Black Tuesday. Yeah, he's just like a and, and the stock market crashes and he has to jump uh, it's, off a building. It's, <laughs> it's, really, it's really sharp. It's really sharp. I think it's still a B. It's a solid B+. Plus. It's a solid B+. Plus. Okay. I think it's well worth the watch. It's a good movie. It's just long. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, all right, Jake. Last thing that I saw you didn't see. I know you wanted to see this one. Very happy that I got to see this one. This holiday season, there's only one film making all the noise with critics. in the car I knew it was you I know that smell Licorice Pizza this is a film directed by Paul Thomas Anderson one of your one of your favorites uh, Jay uh, and it stars two newcomers essentially uh, Elena Haim who plays Elena and mm-hmm. Cooper Hoffman uh, and they are two the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman is he okay he is. okay uh, Fun fact. oh I see it oh, okay I see no, it. No, yeah. yeah 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 I see it all right so but so, both of their first movies, so so they play uh, like uh, you know, Hoffman plays a fifteen year old, fifteen year old Gary who is he's he's an everyman, you know what I mean? He's a little bit of a hustler, he's a little bit of a of an actor, he's a little bit of a showman, he's a little bit, you know what I mean? But he's a very charismatic person, he's very dynamic, and he he has a magnetism about him that that pulls people to him. And then you have Elena, who is a twenty five year old struggling daughter of a Jewish real estate mogul and stuff like that, who's just trying to find her way in the world, and she winds up getting sucked up into the magnetism that is Gary. And they have like this, will they, won't they type romance that kind of blossoms over what I think in the movie it winds up being uh, maybe a year or so. Um, And it really is like a a coming of age story. But where this film really comes to life is both of these young actors, number one. But number two, where this film like really comes to life, it's in the fucking dialogue. This movie's is hilarious it's one of the it's it's a funny movie like to just even listen to uh and some of my favorite characters are are the people that pop in and pop out you get tom waits coming in as this bombastic action film producer and his favorite his favorite star to work with is sean penn uh (laughs) who who is currently like just picked up alana and trying to just kind of like try to do the old hollywood thing where it's like hey kids stick with me and you know you're gonna go far and i'm gonna put it in you but that's the only way you're going to go far. I'll tell everyone to hire you, but you got to let me put it in you. Like, and, and he doesn't outright say it, but it's kind of like coming to that. And then there's like this just bombastic motorcycle scene and stuff like that. And every character uh, is over the top. Bradley Cooper shows up at one point and he plays an absolute narcissist. Like, and I don't know, he's got like intermittent explosive disorder. Like a real, he, a real guy. Yeah. He plays Barbara Streisand's former husband, I think, or boyfriend. Yeah, he's her boyfriend in, in, in this point. But he is absolutely like insane. And everything that comes out of his mouth is a fucking threat. Like he's, he's like he at one point he's looking at Gary and he's just like, do you, do you have a dog? Do you have a cat? 
you, you, I mean, you got a family. You got, you got a little brother. You love your little brother. I will fucking kill your little brother right in front of you. I will fucking kill him. <laughs> like he's just this. Out. <laughs> but That's people intense. are talking about his performance in this because it's so great. Like they're actually talking about he might be nominated for best supporting for how much of a of, of a insane asshole he is. In really, this movie. but it's to the point where it's 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 comedic. He's so over the top that it's fucking funny, and all these people that come in are so over the top that they're fucking funny. So the well. This brings to my point of tone. Okay. Is it all over the fucking place because yes. everybody's not in the same movie? No, 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 no. Because everybody's no, 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 no. high or low, high or low. No, no. There's all these fucking characters. Because Gary is is higher. The only person who kind of seems who kind of seems like like down and almost like realistic is kind of like Alana, who's just kind of like going with the flow. She's the straight of man, kind of. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, it doesn't mean she's not funny or anything like that. She has she has plenty of good moments, but like that's that's her role. She's getting sucked into Gary's world and stuff like that. Now she has this 15-year-old kid who's in love with her and definitely does not mind, you know, telling her that he that he's in love with her and stuff like that. And she's 25. So there's like this large age gap and stuff like that. That's it's like great. This, it's like this will they won't they. And I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's it's a fun ride. It's the dialogue is fucking hilarious. There's some situational humor that's fucking hilarious. Does it feel also. like a PTA movie? Like a PTA movie? What the fuck does a PTA movie mean? Like what the? <laughs> and it like like is this something that like well, I'm gonna go to the school board and just be like every kid should see this? Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Oh, uh, okay. Paul. Th- <laughs> Actually, I'm not. I'm oh, sorry. I'm, like, a, I'm on the in crowd. I know how to. Like, I like how we I talk about. Lingo. We talk PTA. about. We talk about Steven Spielberg, and you always call him Steve. We talk about. <laughs> we talk about like uh, Robert uh, De Niro, and you call him Bobby I, I all know, the time. <laughs> <laughs> like you're on a first name basis. I know. I, you're so I feel fuck- so in on fucking Hollywood. You're so like, fucking close to Paul Thomas Anderson. You're yeah. just like, what's up, PTA? Yo, what's up, dog? Like you two were in the same fucking frat together or some shit. It's like Jesus. when I was in LA and I saw Mark Wahlberg looking for a parking space and driving, and he something had this window me- down. I was like, yo, Mark. <laughs> Something tells like me I knew him or something. If, like, if Jay was in the indie movie frat that Paul Thomas Anderson was probably the treasurer or president of, mm. there was a lot of roofies that went in the girls' drinks because I feel like every every indie movie always has to have some sort of like dark, twisted sex scene. <laughs> Keep it interesting, baby. Keep it interesting. That's that's what PTA. <laughs> that's what the PTA frat's all about, bro. We just we just keep it interesting, man. You know, you like you never know what you're gonna wake up and find never in your know. ass. You're just gonna never wake know. up and find something weird in your ass because we're fucking crack ups like that. But you know, you're also gonna be emotionally disturbed by the end. <laughs> but you'll come out the other side because it's a coming of age story. Uh, no, I really enjoyed Licorice Pizza. Uh, I'm giving it an A minus. I cool. I do think like. It has one of those endings where it's just like, we've come this far and we got to end it. So here it is. Mm. It's over. Well, I feel like a lot of his movies are kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. To some degree. You take this you ride know? with these characters. He, he has experienced movies. Like you're going for the ride yeah. with a lot of his movies. Yeah. I've taken a ride with these characters. I'm just... also kind of sick of the characters by the end of it a little okay. bit too. Okay. Kind of sick of their shit. I, I've seen through the facade. Because it's, are... it's a lot of dialogue. It, it's a very. It is. It is. But like you know. every character has a facade and that's, you know, you, right. you see through it. Uh, you know, th- throughout the movie, and you're meant to. You're meant to. So you're just kind of like I'm. Just kind of. Yeah, you don't want to overstay your welcome. I'm a little of. sick of Gary by the end, mm. and I was like, by the by the time I'm getting sick of Gary, and I'm and I'm. And, getting and sick were of they this good story. for newcomers? They were good. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Cool. 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 But by the time we're at the end, I'm, I'm I'm sick of him. I'm sick of Alana, and, and and then like it's like Paul Thomas Anderson, Mr. PTA, fucking knew he's just like yeah, no, no, it's it's over. And I was like, cool, but that's okay. That's it. Okay. Yep, we're done. Gotcha. Roll credits. 
but yeah, uh, A minus for it. I like for I like licorice pizza. So all right, well on Netflix, uh, the latest Jane Campion movie, The Power of the Dog. You better hurry up, baby. Why is that? Cause my father's gonna be home soon, and you know he don't like dogs. Oh, is that right? Yeah, but I ain't trying to hear what he's saying. Cause you know I love you, right, baby? You don't love me. You just love my doggy style. Um, this one is. This is uh, Doctor Strange, right? Fantastic. The yep. actor with the funnest name to Bene- say. Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. He said sa- he sounds like he sounds like a hard to find toy in the eighties. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Cumber- you know. Cabbage Patch Kid. Hey, hey, you got the new Cumber Patch Kid? You got the new Cumberbatch kid? It's so true, too. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, yeah. Is, is it the one that looks like his face got stung by bees? And it's like, yeah, it's that one. <laughs> that's, that's the Cumberbatch kid. He's such an odd-looking dude, I know. <laughs> and, he, and he is great in this movie. But it movie. works. There's women who will throw panties at this dude. I don't get it. I don't see it. I think Not he's, for me. I, I think he's... If you ever watch him in interviews, he's fantastic. Oh, no. He's, he's a charismatic he's, Oh, he's phenomenally fucking charismatic. love this dude. I mean, I listen to him on a couple podcast interviews, uh, even TV as well. He's... Very good. Jay, even He's if it, fantastic. Even if you have a fantastic. face that looks like Eric Stoltz in the mask, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're charismatic. There's been and, and he's, he's very charismatic in this movie, even though he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> well, well, it's toxic masculinity, so it explores that. So it's, with undercurrents of other things. So it's uh, there's a lot going on with his character. So it's there will be blood, kind of. Not that dark. Not that dark. Not that dark. <laughs> Not that dark. It's more subtle. It's we don't more subtle because he's mainly you know you could you, you see it, but it's also you know it's in this weird Western yeah. world in like Montana in the nineteen twenty five kind of era. Okay, so it's very old world. You know, especially so like, Montana. Right. They're right. ranchers. That's all they do. They're ranchers. Well, like and 19- Kirsten Dunst is the main female. 1925 Montana was is essentially like 1799 exactly. New exactly. York. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's kind of my point. They so. haven't they haven't run cable or they, uh-huh. they, they haven't run telephones out uh-huh. there yet. There's no there's you're horse still, and buggy. Yeah, you you're know. still shitting in a box sure. in your backyard. You're take yeah. you're taking the 22 rifle with you to to fend off the wolves as you go to take a shit. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse Plemons plays his brother. He's the more mild mannered kind of guy. He's the business guy, and he yeah. falls in love with Kirsten Dunst's character who. You know, was just a mild mannered, great restaurant owner, cook, whatever you want to call it, with her son. I love how you're setting them all up like a superhero. Mild, (laughs) mild mannered Jesse Plemons gets stung by a bee and suddenly becomes (laughs) Wasp Man. In love, the Wasp Man. Anyway, with MJ, no, Um, yeah, exactly. And (laughs) Cody Smith McBee is she also mild mannered? Is the son of Kirsten Dunst, and he kind of gets mixed up. He's very, very, very skinny, very femme. Very mild mannered. Um, okay, eighteen year old kid about to go to college, kind of thing. Very smart. Very going into like become a doctor. I think. Oh, okay, um, so he's and, he's about to head back east. He's about to go east. Right. Yeah. So there's a lot of it's a huge character study film. Okay, wildly, and it explores a lot of different kind of themes. And I I really can't say much more about it. Okay. I, I I just can't. However, this is a solid A for me. I love so, this so, movie. So, so you described and there's the, a lot of detail that you have to kind of be aware of. You described the kid who's about to go off to to doctor at school and stuff like that to become a medical doctor. You described him as kind of like very very feminine and stuff like that. Do you think he's going to experiment in college? Sure. With it with, with with the same sex. Sure. We all do, baby. Sure. <laughs> sure. Jay Jay Jay's pulled on a bird or two when he was in college. <laughs> just just for a second, just to see how it just feels. To, yeah, just to have another man's girth in your hand. <laughs> oh, the girth. 
Let me feel that good. <laughs> let me feel that. Let me, let me compare. It's not bad. It's not bad. You want to do a little circle jerk? <laughs> no, you guys just Dutch rudder each other. It's not gay because he's touching. He's touching his. You're touching yours. But then he's working your arm to work yours, and you're working oh, his, Jesus. and you just keep working it, and you work it, and you work it. Oh God. <laughs> uh, that's also on Netflix, though. Wait, wait, wait hold uh, on. Oh, that's, yeah, that, that just reminded me because because that, that's that, that's a thing from Zach and Mary make a porno. Uh, I watched. Oh I, God. I, I watched. I watched Clerk. The uh the the Malcolm Ingram documentary. Malcolm Ingram's a uh, a friend of Kevin Smith, um, and he he makes he makes documentaries and stuff like that. He has a really fantastic documentary called Small Town Gay Bar, uh, which really I think Kevin Smith's in it, but it's not about Kevin Smith. But this is about Kevin Smith. It's kind of following his career and stuff like that. And honestly, like the Harry Potter twentieth anniversary thing. I just enjoyed having a nostalgic look back at, at his career and seeing how he sees his career now versus how he felt about it previously in interviews and stuff like that. So, uh, Clerks, Clerks, a fine watch. It's a fun watch, uh, especially if you're a Kevin Smith fan. So, anyway, something else on Netflix. Jack. Yeah, Netflix. Uh, the Lost Daughter, Maggie Gyllenhaal's um, directorial debut, and it's based on a novel, which okay. you can tell because there's a lot of novel-esque themes and the way it's directed and edited and stuff like that with the story um as far as like time you know throwback to the past and it follows olivia coleman uh she is on a greek island just kind of taking a sabbatical over the summertime she's a professor and she's very quirky this and is this, this is, is very much like the, you love movies about like your ideal life of just living somewhere overlooking a Mediterranean or Adriatic. I do scene. enjoy that. Yeah. I do enjoy that. Yeah. I do have a lust for that, desire for that, or at least doing like a good month of just kind of vegging and just soak it all up. You're the dude who would come back and literally just be like a whole different person. I'm moving abroad. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, you wouldn't. Even, you, no. you'd be like that. You'd be like, yeah, when I spent my month in, you know, in Greece. Like, oh, I'm not a storyteller. You know that. I I wouldn't be that. No, fishy. no, but, maybe. But, but you would. You would compare. Tease it up for me. You maybe. would compare everything in the state when you're with friends. Oh. You would compare everything in the states. Oh, it's, it's not like it's, like, it's not it's like not that. Like how in, it was in Greece. It's not like that in Greece. They don't know? make pizza like they do. Yeah, no, they. Now, when you go to a cafe in Greece, you really like go to yeah. a cafe. You, you know? can't. You you can, you know they don't have coffee like it's this. It's disrespectful. In to, yeah, this you is, don't. You don't order trash. an americano. It's too American. This is swill. This is swill. <laughs> Everything is beneath you now. That's exactly who you would be if you went abroad. Perhaps I don't want you to go abroad. Uh, I have to. Don't you want me to become more douchey? No. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Fuck no. You're you are you are just the right amount just of stomachable right amount. douche as it is right now. Exactly. I can stomach just the amount of just douche that you are. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Like, like you would come back, and like Chelsea boots would even be beneath you at that point. Because that, oh man, like, I'm I'm thinking about re re you know bringing them back, baby. I loved I love a good Chelsea boot. I know you did. <laughs> I know you, tight jeans and a Chelsea boot. It's the best. It's the best. <laughs> All right, wrap up this one because we still have to do. Don't I look know, up. I'm, and we I'm, try, do, I'm trying to get power metrics. through here. Uh, great ensemble: Peter Sarsard, Ed Harris, Dakota Johnson, Jesse Buckley. Fantastic. It's on Netflix. Watch it or don't. Let's move on. Watch it. It's a <laughs> It's a solid B plus for me. All and then right. finally in theaters. Fucking hell. <laughs> one more. Give me one more. Uh, Red Rocket. This is the latest. Oh, my God. I guy. got another indie corner for you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows where I'm going with this. It's about a dog with the world's longest schlong. When you, but you well, got it. But, but, for, far off, but <laughs> for them to measure it for, for, the, for the Guinness Book of World Records, you got to get the dog hard. And get Jake, guess what? This dog 
then has erectile dysfunction. So now, now the kid must travel the country with his dog to, uh, to, to, to get to an experimental facility where they are working on Viagra for dogs, and he's got to get it so that the Guinness Book of World Records can then measure his dog's dong. And mm. that's, that's, my, that's my indie corner. That's, that's a twofer. You got two fake synopsis <laughs> for indie corners. Well, this, this is from Sean Baker, who did the Florida Project, which I love. I know you did. And this again, it kind of explores the underbelly. Shot in 4K of, on iPhone. Yeah, and not that one, not this one at least. But um, no, but Florida Project like that, that was well, like Tangerine was Tangerine was first, and that was shot on iPhone. And then yeah. he he got notoriety, and then he shot the next year came out with uh, the Florida Project. Yeah, I just remember that was the a only big star. Thing. The only star was Willem Dafoe playing yeah. uh, the hotel. You know, manager. I thought he played somewhat of a scientist. (laughs) You know, I'm somewhat of a scientist myself. So Mikey Saber is a washed up porn star who escaped Texas City, Texas. And there's um, a Texas City in Texas. Yeah. Do you think do you think like the hats are just like 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 the cowboy hats are just more cowboy hat there than they than they are anywhere else? Do you think do you think like it's it's the underbelly of Texas? I feel I feel like in Texas City, like everyone takes a step and 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 the sound of spurs comes behind them, even though no one is wearing spurs. It's just Yeah. It's just so fucking Texas. He he is a narcissistic hustler in the nth degree. Just wildly annoying but wildly charismatic at the same time um fast talking add dude just always looking just to kind of mooch off of people and make a quick buck i mean he's not mooch he's just following the dopamine that's what we people with ADD do he he, he pretty much got tossed out of hollywood no money to his name back trying to get back into are you ever in hollywood if you're a porn star i don't know i mean you live there but i guess so you're not really part of the hollywood elite And, and again it's just a character study and it's this fucking trip of a ride watching these fucking characters navigate their shit. And it was a phenomenal watch. I really, really like this movie. It's a lot of fun. Okay. And I, I'm giving it an A minus. I, I really enjoyed it. A lot it. of fun or it, Simon Rex plays the Is main it actually like guy. funny? Oh, it's wildly funny. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It's very wildly funny. funny. No, because it's it's just so fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And it it's <laughs> It's just a it's a trip. It's a trip. It's a trip. It's a trip. All right, what a gas. All right, let's let's move on. Uh, cuz we got to do don't look up, man. I hear there's uh something you don't like the looks of. We discovered a very large comet. Oh. For you. It's headed directly towards Earth. This comet is what we call a planet killer. At this exact moment, I say we sit tight and assess. Sit tight and assess. get the news out there one way or another if guys discovered a comet i have a tattoo of a shooting star on my back oh that's that's terrific <laughs> this is already So this uh, this comes from Adam McKay. Um, it, it it's basically telling the story of Leonardo DiCaprio, who plays a astro uh, an astrologist uh, who is working with students at the state of Michigan, and they discover a comet that is heading for Earth. They do the math, and it's on a direct trajectory for Earth. It will make impact in 
six months, roughly. Uh, I think at the beginning of the movie, it's seven months. But it will make impact with the Earth in, in about six months. Um, and it is the story of them trying to get through politics, the talk show circuit, and to make people just listen to the fact that in six months, the entire world will die. And it's a look at like the modern take on, like if you remember like Armageddon, we find that, that it's coming and everybody drops everything and this is the most important thing in the entire world is stopping this asteroid from hitting the earth. Yeah. And America steps up and it's the fucking heroes. And we, send, <laughs> and, and we send the two spaceships up and they drill holes in that son of a bitch. Harry gives up his life so that Ben Affleck can go back and continue fucking live Tyler and it's fucking beautiful and that one tear rolls down Bruce Willis's face and fuck yeah and that's that's the way you would like the world to react the one and only teardrop Bruce Willis has ever yeah. given it comes out of the right corner of his of his eye too so it's 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 not the inner corner it's the outer corner which means it was completely fake but, but anyway, Bruce Willis can't cry Bruno don't cry but <laughs> and that's the way you would want people to react to the fact that an asteroid is coming Jay but that is not how people react when an asteroid is coming when you live in when you live in this world in this day and age you have to get through the noise you have to get through get through the filter and that is the aspect of this movie that i absolutely loved i love the idea that they're shouting into the void that we are all going to die and people care more about the pop star who's dating this person and they just broke up and people care more about this this tiktok video people care more about 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 this election or that election or their political view lines and then it becomes political like the idea of like whether you even believe in an asteroid coming or not it is the entire I mean that's where the title comes from don't look up mm-hmm. because there's an entire group of people who are like don't don't even bother looking up it's a hoax it's fake it's not real and when you when you sit back and you look at it in the world that we're living in right now with the coronavirus and stuff like that and you have people who are refusing to get vaccinated you have people who refuse to wear masks and even staring down the face of something that that has killed millions now and you realize this is probably the most accurate depiction of what would happen if an asteroid was going to hit leading up to that. And for that, this movie is smart. It's absolutely funny. Leonardo DiCaprio is fantastic in it. Jennifer Lawrence is 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 fucking awesome too. Like I thought I thought she did a fantastic job. Everybody who who shows up in this movie is great. Meryl Streep plays a very a very spot on female Trump. It is so good. I mean, it's 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 yes. it's a little exaggerated. Uh, yes, and a little bit but the character choices like with the smoking and stuff like that. You know, like I little weird things like that, I where, liked it. where like at first you thought it was gonna like it's one of hurt my f- them. They kind of got embraced by her party, yeah. and, and they'll they- be like, "Oh yeah, smoke them, baby! Like yeah, you're awesome. You're beat. Do you? Yeah, you pe- know, like pe- yeah, fuck people- them, fuck them. You know, smoke- like- smoking hot, right? Yeah. <laughs> Just talking about at- Meryl-, Meryl Streep is is fantastic. Like in that role, Jonah Hill is hilarious as her son and stuff like that. I thought he stood out too much. Uh, he was too much. He, he was. I he get was it. in a different movie for me. It, I get it, but but here's but there's there's this thing that happens like towards the middle of the movie where the tone just just completely changes, mm. and it what, what was this satirical comedy winds up. Yeah, you know, I mean it's still satirical, but it's almost like the satire goes to the goes to the point of instead of instead of being satire, it's now it's now spoof. You know what I mean? It's. It goes. It goes beyond. It becomes airplane at a certain point, right? And you know, it, 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 instead of instead of meta jokes, it's now it's now making making its own jokes and stuff like that, and that's fine. But well, you're leading to my one of my bigger problems with this movie was I thought it was mishandled. Yeah, it goes. I on, it was horribly edited. It goes on too long. Way too long. Horribly edited. Horribly edited. Um, and I thought that 
you know, he wasn't McKay wasn't able to rein in, for example, Jonah Hill. Oh, yeah. he just stood out too much. Jonah like, Hill starts he, off he, as funny in that first just, meeting, he but didn't know how to. Right. Every subsequent time, or maybe you he meet was him. doing. A, I don't know. I, it, because the problem was, I think they were doing. I don't know how much improv, and I don't know which kind of take. But the problem is, like they were doing one setting as a group ensemble. But say, for example, in the Oval Office, so and he's doing character choices so that were so off the wall. Here's something you'll you, you'll probably be able to get if you're if you if you know Adam McKay, and and this is probably two movies a lot of people have seen. This movie starts off as the Big Short, and halfway through becomes Anchorman. Two Anchorman, Anch- two. Anchorman two, the worst that. of them at that. I think I think it has a fitting ending and stuff like that. Sure. However, I was happy about the end. The final the final scene that they tack on at the end with uh, with Meryl Streep, it's, too, it's a step too far. It's a it, it goes into that spoof realm again. They're I know. spoofing themselves I know. at that point. And, yeah, and this this movie had a lot of up right. and down for me. A lot it's of up wildly down. smart, wildly funny. So yeah. Now, and, now, and, now I'm stealing. Now I'm stealing. Jay's but it's adjectives. also again. But it's also very much. You're right. Very nail on the head. Like it's very on par with what we're doing currently right now right. within this. But then it just pandemic. takes itself. It takes itself a step too too far. It's step. It, but, the, but for me, it levels out to a C for me. I'll just say that. Yeah. But like because I think it was so much high and low. Where again, it's just serviceable. It is what it is. I uh, the, the I first can't. half of this movie had me rolling at times. I so for that there was I, a lot of good stuff. For that, I would say I'm, I'm at like a B minus. But there was definitely a certain point in the movie where like it has a dramatic shift and I'm no longer with it and it, it kind of slows its tempo down a little bit and I'm just like now you're not even like I, that's what I mean I you're think, not even I think sure you know what you're doing yeah he yeah. handled this film it, it, it definitely it definitely was uh, by the time you get to the end look, 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 this is not a waste of time I think it's at like 50% on Rotten Tomatoes which I think is I think I think that's oh, too, wow. I think that's too low for it. I think that's I think that's too low. I think it's I think it's a little bit better made than that. It's a little bit smarter than that. So it's 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 a good script, but if this was 90 minutes and and we were left with the with the satire that we got, it would have been far more impactful than the over the top outlandish comedy that it winds up being towards the end. And then they try to rein it back in, Jay, and bring you back in with a little bit of emotion, but at that point like I feel like the jokes have gone on too far. Like I I don't want to I don't want to come down i don't want to have a real moment i don't want to sit there and have a feeling anymore other than laughing and then they almost betray themselves with that with that emotion by having it end the way that it does with meryl streep's character and stuff like that and it's like okay all right um i don't know i don't even know what i just spent my time watching at this point that's 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 the thing it just takes you out of it it's just it, it, it it was you know let that be a post credit thing Actually, that would work better because I think it fits better. Like, if you're gonna like, it's so off the wall. It was like a ten minute long scene too. Like, put it in the end of the credits because you're ruining the continuity of the film. Like, if you're really trying to make a legit film, you can't just do something stupid like that at the very end. And that audacious. Don't look up is on Netflix, so yeah, you can, go go check it out. You I can mean, check it, it out. On. It's 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 worth a watch at some point. If you, if you find yourself, on, but, uh, if you find yourself getting tired of it while you're watching it, it's not going to get better. It's time to shut it off. <laughs> Essentially, well, because you know the outcome. Yeah, that's the thing. Like you know what's going to happen, right? Right. Uh, look, I, and then once you realize how every how it's going to go, character wise and decision wise, as far as like the world, you're, it is what it is. Yeah, you're not missing much more. So, uh, yeah. All right, man. That was a. Uh, I'm out of breath because. That was a review blitz. <laughs> it was. We got one more. We got one more. We're not one done. One more. 
But wait, there's more. Uh, Jay, let's get into our review for Matrix Resurrection. Time to fly. Yeah, definitely asked for that. Years have passed since Neo has sacrificed himself to free the denizens of the world from Matrix. But now, a new Matrix, rebuilt, has imprisoned Neo as Mr. Anderson all over again. And he pines over a lost love and wistful memories that he has of a woman with short hair who wore leather and kicked some fucking ass. Leather. And then he sees her every day in his coffee shop, but her name's Tiffany. Ugh. Now, Neo, Mr. Anderson, must be completely reawoken by a brand new group of heroes who are going to enlist the one into their new war. And Neo will take on the machines once again with a brand new skin on it. Jay, it's like a sequel to a video game. And that's not a... Oh that's that's yep. very purposeful uh, because in this movie... Mr. Anderson is now a video game developer who developed a video game called The Matrix, which was essentially parts one, two, and three of this series. He somehow pulled them out of his brain and became the world's greatest video game developer. And now he lives in this new Matrix. And there's still a Neo. There's still a Trinity. Like like all the characters and everything like that. The whole one, two, and three they, was they, essentially the video game. Right. But they existed. They happened. Correct. They did not happen. They're very clear in telling you that it was not. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Uh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that. That wasn't. That wasn't where they were going with it. But it almost feels like that's where they're going with it at times. Uh, and look, Mister Anderson has to be reawoken by new people. But the the way that I look at this is, Dave, go back and cut that out. The way that I look at this is like this is like when you're playing a video game and you love that video game and then 10 years later they remake that video game but it's a little bit different it's like if you guys ever if you're a devil may cry fan and you play devil may cry one two three and four and then you play dmc which is and and they changed dante and everything's got a new skin on it and then no one really liked it so they brought devil may cry five out and brought the real dante back that's what we all wish was going to happen by the time matrix resurrection ends it's like can we just can we just go back? Can we just can we just can we just not have done this? Cuz this is a sequel that I don't think anyone was really clamoring for. I don't think anyone really asked for it. And to be honest with you, I am not the angsty kid who thinks wearing black trench coats and sunglasses during the day is really that cool anymore. I used to be that kid. I thought I, I sure. thought that shit was pretty cool. Um but I'm not impressed by that shit anymore. And this movie tries to like reinvigorate that part of myself to make me like want to wear a trench it really coat. Want, it really tries. It, it really re- tries. It really tries to bring me back to that, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I just I just don't care. I don't care about any of this. You have Agent Smith, but he's not Agent Smith. You have Morpheus, but he's not really Morpheus. You got everybody back, but they're not really back because they're all new skins. New skins, new game, new look, new technology. So like, it, you just didn't have the same vibe, the same feel of the the original movie. Exact, I mean, for in particular, Matrix 1. And it's just one of those situations where it just doesn't have that same granule feel of 
of the Matrix. No, it doesn't. And like one of the things I noticed, like the, all right, so uh, just the, seems the like original Matrix ended with 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 uh, with Bulls on Parade, didn't it? <laughs> With with, so. with 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 the Rage yeah. Against the Machine song. Yeah. Yeah. This time it yeah. ends with the same song, but with a female artist singing it instead of Rage. And it's like I'm not I'm, I'm, that's not a knock on it, but I'm but I'm just saying like it's it's the same, but it's not the same. You know what I mean? It's a resurrection. I get it. I get it. But I was not down. You just with, don't care. I just didn't get you, that. You thing. quickly realize you were not. I don't. I don't want to say I'm not down with in any this of world it. anymore. Because I am down with it. There's things that happen in this movie that I was down with. Oh I, yeah, no, there, there are there are parts of this movie. It's just so fucking long. It's, it's so, two, and, two and, and a half hours, hours long, yeah. and you feel it. And there is a lot of good shit in this movie. And we'll do a there's little, a lot of things to digest. With we'll do this a movie. very brief spoiler section. It's not going to be huge. Yeah. Because I'm not doing a big it's, Easter it's egg thing. It's just one of those situations where you have to. Honestly, everything in this movie is an Easter on. egg to, to, to the original three. Like mm-hmm. every, every scene has a little Easter egg to something that happened before. Like it's, it's so reliant on what came before while also completely dashing it and breaking it into bits and casting right. it to the wind. Right. <laughs> resurrecting itself out of its ashes uh it's but yeah it, i didn't it, hate this movie i did it was so here's underwhelming the one of the things I, I one of the things i got from it is like this is not a half-hearted attempt to bring back a franchise lana wachowski's whole ass went into this this is not half-assed at all there there is a love and reverence for the original material here and and i could see it and i appreciate sure, it. Sure. and i appreciate it i thought it was done really well um keanu reeves I think they gave him too much to do. Well, less is more with Keanu. That's the problem. And 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 I think most audience members and fans know that. He's just he, um, they give him The problem is like his character s- is supposed to be kind of like sleepwalking through half of this movie anyway and Yeah, but it you, it's not fun for us I just to watch that. I just don't know whether I'm crazy. There's like scenes where like he's having a full yeah. cover, and I was just like, "That's not what you do with Keanu Reeves, man." No, this is an action movie where Keanu Reeves should be using a gun more than his mouth moves, <laughs> and he barely does. <laughs> and he barely does. Yeah. Well, well, we'll talk about it in spoilers. Why he's not the hero that we remember. So, but it's it, it's look, it's fine. it's hard. It's hard to talk about. It's really spoilery, but for the most part. But it's it but is none fine. of the none of the new characters I gave a flying fuck about. That's a problem. Also, you bring in all these new characters. You bring in your new Morpheus. You bring in your new your new your new Smith. You bring I in your new your new architect. Is the, is, is the best thing you could say? Yeah, you know they're they're, th- they're all fine, but they they, they serve they serve their portions for the plot, and like that's it. You know where where, where I do like where they kind of took Neo. I kind of like where they take Trinity. I kind of like what they do with their story and and how they affect this world and stuff like that. Mm. I like that stuff. But all the new characters characters you know the new resistance fighters that exist in the quote-unquote real world right where that's that's run by the robots uh i could care fucking less about any of them and 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 they bring characters back and it, like where it's like it's great to see that character again it's great to see how they're tying them into this story and and and, and how they are pulling the strings now and stuff like that characters like bugs and the new morpheus uh, like i was just like i don't i don't care about any of you I should, because you start the movie off. I know. You give me twenty minutes of them in you the do. beginning. You do. You do. You get a you get a dump. And they give a they give you a massive exposition dump in the beginning of this movie, where it's just like, cool, you all caught up. Let's get a let, let, let let's go, yeah. baby. Like yeah. we're no, all you're, you're not kidding. It, it really is. I mean, it does not shy away from that. It goes right into it. And there's nothing wrong with this you movie. You have to kind of go with the flow. There's nothing wrong with this movie when it comes to. 
when, when, when it comes to its action, when it comes to its CGI, when it comes to like its production, its production looks great. Its production looks great. Uh, it, but what it comes down to, I think, I think the script is is a little hefty for for what it is. It's especially at two and a half hours long. I think the story. Can you see yourself getting into this again? Like no. watching? Okay. No. Yeah, yeah. No, the story. While I'm with it in the beginning, and I'm willing to take the ride with it, it becomes so convoluted by the middle and towards the end that. I just wanted to see more explosions, more gunshots, more more crazy shit yeah. happening. I just wanted yeah. more of it, and I felt like I wasn't I wasn't getting it. Even though they give me a twenty minute end scene, which is like, okay, car chase. Like we we have to do every major action set piece that we did in all three of the original movies, and we're gonna do there's it. There's a, a lot tw- of there's a lot of callbacks, and we're gonna do it in a twenty minute f- time yes. span. You remember the car chase in Matrix Two? Here's a car chase. But even like the way things are shot, right? You you remember the lobby fight scene you, with, with with the bad guys? We're gonna do one of those too. You 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 remember you know fighting on exactly. the rooftop and jumping off the rooftop to it's a helicopter? A really, we're doing that too. It's really weird. We're doing it all, baby. Th- they did. <laughs> it was like every cool little shot yeah. that they thought was cool in the original. Original three, franchise. We had to pack it into this last twenty minutes. I, I it was so just bizarre. Fucking cram it in. It's it's like two dicks in your ass. It's just like let's fit another one. <laughs> just, just fit another one. Just slip it in another yeah, hole. This 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 ain't the training. Fine room. This ain't the trainer's butt plug. No, this is the full on expert. <laughs> this thing this thing's massive. <laughs> they just try to cram it all in at the end, and it's just like and 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 that is what went towards making it feel a little bit like disheartening. Where it was just like it's. You're trying too hard, and you're now. and then you're just trying to find out like why are we doing this? Yeah, if why you, am I watching this still? I know, I know. How, we, this, like, how we, was this made? We bounced back and forth here, uh, but it, look, here's the thing: when it comes down to, to Matrix Resurrection, it's it's a sequel none of us really asked for. It's a sequel none of us really wanted. The franchise Correct. has its fans. I don't think this is going to make new fans of the franchise, and I think no. it's only can serve to upset a certain sect of fans of the yes. Matrix and. Some Our others are raised. Some others will be happy with it. Me, I've never been a fan of the Matrix. I love the Matrix one. I could take or leave Matrix two I, I and three. Completely agree. And completely this agree. did nothing to make me get excited for the franchise. So I don't think it's going to do anything for anybody else. I don't think that there, there's going to be a small group of people that really enjoyed this movie. And that's it. It's solid. Our fucking just word of 2021. Maybe it's a little less than solid. that. For me, it's a C minus. It's solid. I'm a C plus. So yeah. It's it's a solid movie. It's entertaining. It, it it's got all it's 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 the Matrix on the surface and in its wrapping, but underneath it's it's not the Matrix. It's, it's no. It's something else. It's trying to relive a past event. It's like it. It, it was it, wildly disappointing. For it's me. like it's like when you're it's to bring it back to New Year's Eve. It's like it's New Year's Eve and we're thirty, but we're gonna go do the thing that we did when we were twenty on New Year's Eve instead of doing the things we should be doing when we're thirty. And then and then we're gonna go do and it. And then you're gonna get sick. And then January first, we're gonna hate ourselves <laughs> for doing it. And and I feel like at the end, like most people are just gonna be so meh on this movie, so blase. It's just like it's it's whatever. It it. It, it could it, if it didn't exist, we wouldn't miss it. And it makes sense that it bombed at the box office because n- most people saw it on HBO if they saw it at all. Yeah. All right, Jay, let's do some brief spoilers for it, like real quick. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. All right. So first off, I was kind of upset at like this whole Neo made the Matrix. 
right? Like yeah. one, two, and three. Neo made Des in the game because that's the that's the subconscious, that's the part of his programming that that remains, and he's still able to access it because nothing's ever truly deleted from a computer, right? You can put it in your in your in your in your recycle bin and clear it out, but shades and echoes of it still exist on your hard drive somewhere, kind of like that. That's that's what he did. He's Correct. having these flashes. He's having these memories. But the new Matrix that was built was built around neo and trinity they are the power source for the new matrix essentially and what what was found out is that together neo and trinity are too powerful they will overload the system they will destroy it they'll bring it down like they like they did in the past mm-hmm. but if you keep them at just the right amount of distance away you can power this whole thing but you have to keep both of them entrapped and enslaved within your new system or else it doesn't work, and that and that's that's kind of what I said before uh, with, with when I did like our breakdown, where it was like Neo's there because they need Neo for for this new Matrix, and yeah. and that that's that's a hundred percent true. What they the big change that they made is that Neo it was the one, but anyone could have been the one. Like Agent Smith says that towards the oh, end, of course, yeah, you were the one, but anyone could have been the one. But I can be everyone and i love that <laughs> i did that i like jonathan groff i like him so i liked him here but i don't necessarily like him as agent smith because hugo weaving didn't want to come back i know and i didn't like morpheus as it's a kind of interesting that hugo didn't want to come back as a computer program as like this amorphous like ai that exists that has sure. the name morpheus but also is morpheus at the same time it's just like the new version yeah exactly um just well, a, neo like a neo version of yeah. of Morpheus? Neil Patrick Harris, who he's not the architect, but he's the analyst now. He's the one that's behind all this. And he's stuff supposed like that. to, su- yeah, he's trying to suppress them and keep them. He is so over the top, jail. mustache twirling. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure. Just, he's got the blue. He's a, fu- he's a blue fun, rimmed glasses. He's a fun a bad the, guy, the but I was pills, never but... once intimidated by him. No, there's never a be? moment in this movie where I where I don't think that Neo and Trinity are are going to blow the shit wide open. And I'm very happy that this movie ends at a place where I'm not like completely left hanging for a sequel. Yes, because we can just be done with it now. Yeah, it didn't do well in the box office. Warner Brothers probably isn't itching to get this all back. No, we're all done. We're we can all, just we're all done. We can just be done now. We we're don't. We're done. not. We're not starting a whole new trilogy. We tried, failed, done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but I would just fuck, man. I I was shocked that this was made. I know you resurrect a franchise. It really was. You should be giving me. You should be and giving they were me. Ghost- able to do all this. If you resurrect a franchise, you should be giving me Ghostbusters Afterlife, right? Yeah. I, I you know and kudos to Keanu he tried he he promoted this motherfucker he was out there yeah of course he's gotta he did a good job with it um, this is this isn't the franchise that put him on the map but it's the franchise that that solidified him as a household name it, it gave him his his money yeah to do whatever the fuck he wanted so I mean oh the th- the thing I like that I've read some people are very upset about is that by the end of this Neo is the one but Trinity's also the one also. And the one that holds the majority of the power towards the end, or at least the one that taps into her power first, is Trinity. She's the one that flies them off in the end. She's the one with the power to change the Matrix at will. He has it too, but 
she she was she tapped into it more she was more it's, awoken it's, she was more yeah it was again mishandled i i just thought but you gotta remember i didn't really wh- get it it where, just didn't really make sense this is all coming from this is a resurrection this is a rebirth this is a change which is what lana wachowski wanted to do this is all about their life her life post her major change and not even a major people change. say about that all the time her about, living like, her life the way she always meant to, to live it it is a parallel because every good if, if a filmmaker is not putting themselves into their film, then why fucking make a movie? I hear you. I hear you. I, I just I wonder how how did they become so powerful where they were able to make these kind of movies? Because the Matrix made billions of dollars. Jack. I guess I the guess. original. It didn't it didn't matter that no one gave a fuck about like, Speed were they Racer. Like, were they like born into wealth or something like how did these kids? They also were major into... producers as well. So I know. I know. It's just it's just very peculiar. The early and mid 2000s were very good to the Wachowskis and they've been they've been riding that, that, that wave for a while and they're they're just fine to do it. And you're right, because most of the things that they made. They have some defenders, like there's some defenders for Speed Racer. I kind of like is, Speed Racer, which is a trip. I respect what they try to do with Year, it. I do g- going it. back to it years later, I'm just like Cloud Atlas has some some fans. People, I still haven't seen it though. Uh, I've never seen it, that. but I know I know it does have fans. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it, they're peculiar. Didn't they also do the Jupiter least. Ascending? Uh, Eddie Redeme was the baddie. They did do Jupiter Ascending. They did. Oh yep. boy. Yep. They also did this that that, that Sense Eight show that was on uh that was on Netflix and Correct. stuff like that. So, uh, so they are polarizingly hit or miss. I would say that because I think they are that. I think they are very very out there where it either can land or it's too off the map where it doesn't work. I'm done. I'm done talking about it. I am too. Uh, it's HBO Max. Watch it. Don't pay money to see it in the movie theaters. I agree. Done. Not worth it. Not it's and it should be because it should be a movie where it's like wow, I saw this on HBO, but I need to see this in theaters because it's so visually fucking awesome. I I expected fans of the movie was that I expected this to at least please a vast majority of the fans of the Matrix. I thought this was going to enjoy. I thought this this was going to be nope a more movie for me. Like I thought I was going to really enjoy this movie a lot more than I did. Nope, very disappointed by it. Me too. That's going to do it for Super Movie Bros this week. I'm tired from, from this review blitz that we did. We will be back next week to do our top five of 2021, and we will have a very special announcement. It's going to be a very special episode next week, guys. It is. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, interesting, so yeah, stay tuned. Definitely stay tuned for that. We're going to have, we're going to have a bit of an announcement. Uh, you can follow us on our social medias. All the links are going to be in the description. You can leave us voicemails over at our hotline. That is also in the description. Pretty much, if you want to take action, you want to yell at us, you have some differing opinions, or we want to make comments about anything we said during this episode, right there on our in the description i want to thank all of you guys for listening have a great one cheers cheers